Hi, I'm Clem Daniels, one of the hosts for Amazing Greats. What was life like growing up for you? My childhood interests were in sports. For one, I was a basketball player. My dad was 6'9", so naturally it better follow in my genes or his genes. And um, my dad also liked horses. So that we moved to Bainbridge Island from Seattle, and, and we ended up raising 13 Appaloosas. And we had horse shows every weekend, and I showed a lot. Um, I either did uh, confirmation, uh, a class which was on the on the horse or or a pleasure class, um, or I did equitation, which was judged on me. Um, we had two horses. One was a, a stud that was three years state champion, and a mare that was also three years state champion. So we were at it a lot. So um, I look back on that fondly, and uh, people ask, "Do you wish you had horses today?" I, you know, I, I did it so much that I don't think I ever want to clean out another stall. Tell us more about your family. Well, like I said, my dad was 6'9", so that was always an impression that was made wherever he went because he was in cowboy boots and wore a cowboy hat, so he was like seven feet tall. And he had a big handlebar mustache. I mean, he was... <laughs> some people either thought he was weird or he was really cool. Uh, so we had that in the house. This 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 oversized person, uh, tall wise, but uh, and it was quite an impression. But uh, my mom was uh, a great mom. She was 4-H leader, and I was in 4-H, and she supported all the sports, uh, the sports that I was in, and the rest of our kids. I had a twin sister, so we shared our birthday together. I let her, I let her share it with me, you know. Um, and uh, but she's also older than me by one minute, so she she lets me know that. And I have a younger brother and a sister. So, uh, you know, uh, kids uh, four in the car, it's, we're always going someplace doing something, and uh, it, it was always fun-filled. What led you to a career in media? Well, I did radio for uh, nearly 30 years. Um, I'm a videographer now, and, and I also uh, still produced, uh, produce audio. But um, I was, at 13 years old, I was, I was listening to the radio uh, a little bit now and then, and a guy in high school said, uh, do you want to, do you want to win contest on the radio? And I went, yeah, right. He says, no, this is what you do. And so I did it. And it was to back in the day, if you called into a request line and they took your request and then they hung up and you didn't, you still owned the line. So, you know, when the contest came around 10, 15 minutes later, I was calling number five, number 10. Hey, who's this? All right. You on? Like, I won a lot. A lot of A&W root beer is what I want. So um, I guess when I was in college, I, I was taking business and I didn't like it. So my third quarter, my spring quarter, I said, let's thumb through the book and see what I, what interests me. And introduction to radio and television and uh, journalism and things like that were really things that uh, really excited me. So that, that was the end of that, or the beginning of it anyway, the end of business. And uh the rest, I guess, is history. I, I did like two and a half years. You know, when you're in radio, you've got to get into radio. You just you can't stay in college because otherwise you'll be too old by the time you get, you know, get your first station. And then by the time you get to your major market, which um, didn't take me too long. But I have a thing called the pukes. I talked uh, like a Ronnie radio. 
Um, I call it the pukes because you're throwing up every word. Hey, uh, I'm a this jockey on the radio. Hey, eh? I'm pretty good, aren't I? Yeah, so I'm just like everybody else on the radio. Well, I didn't sound like anybody on the radio, but except for some guy puking up his words. So um, I, I went to broadcast school and I had took me a month to hear that and then a month to get over it. So I was thankful that I did because otherwise I wouldn't have had a career. But again, 30 years in, in radio, so it's been fun. Have you ever felt starstruck during an interview you've done with someone famous? Starstruck. I suppose. Um, I did a show called Words and Music, and I interviewed over 100 artists. Uh, Billy Joel, uh, Pointer Sisters, Harry Chapin, Captain and Tennille, uh, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, you know, some really high profile people. And uh, I could have been starstruck with all of them, but I was with them for so long, a full hour. This was not alive on the air. So the show was going to be produced after the fact. So I could ask them anything. I remember asking Dennis Wilson of the Beach Boys. Now think about this. If you ask someone like him, what were you like as a kid? When was the last time he was asked that? His... You know, his crew, they don't care. His brothers already know what his childhood was like. And if he was on air, there's no time for a question like that. So I could open up Pandora's box just because I had an hour-long interview, and I got some really interesting answers from some really interesting people. By the way, they were all great. They were all just super people. How would you describe your faith journey? I was an atheist in high school. My sister was not. She was what they would consider a Jesus freak at the time. And she took it so far over the top that I didn't want to have anything to do with it. Uh, it would have taken away all my fun. I wouldn't have been able to do anything. It'd be you know just boring and uh, you know straight laced. And and I look back on that and go, well, I suppose that wouldn't have been too bad, but. Um, it wasn't that wasn't meant for me at the time and getting to where I was um, faith. It's been a long process. Um, I wasn't reborn. Um, I didn't give my life to God um, like a lot of people do. Um, it just happened. I just believed in my heart that Jesus is there. God is there. How did we get to where we are today? And when you think about just the earth and how it operates in the universe and all, it's just, every, it's just magical. I mean, um, there had to be something behind that. And um, I have felt God's presence many times. Um, maybe not as much as somebody who's, who's, who's reborn or, and open maybe a little bit more to it on a daily basis. I think you have to have your blinders off and, and, and let it come to you. But Something happened to me. I wanted to do, I, there's a group of um, that I attend to uh, on a regular basis. It's fellowship. And I said to the person who has put this on for 20, 30 years, I said, How, and he came over to me after the meeting, and I don't even know where these words came from. I said, I want to produce your story. I want to tell everyone how this all happened and what's behind it and how it started. And as I'm saying all this stuff, I don't know why I'm saying it, and but I was 100% committed to it. And I walked out of the building, and I still felt that way. I felt that way when I got home. Some two weeks later, said the same thing to him. And while I was doing it for three years of a three-year project, I interviewed 16 different people, I was 110% into this. And the only reason I feel that I was is because God was guiding me to do that. 
So I guess that's where my faith lies is in things like that, 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 that tell me that, okay, you've got somebody watching out for you and helping you just stay, take those blinders off and stay open-minded and let it happen. 